the Thursday morning, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to The Dose. We've got a full house around these Dose studios. Yeah. The Magic Man's here. <laughs> Would you look at him? Byron Filson, yeah. the beast behind the glass. We've got Shane Cook in the house, Aaron Pearson, and a special guest coming from across the globe, Stephen King, not to be confused with the author, Stephen King, the owner of Imbrex. <laughs> which is a continuation of our uh, talk yesterday surrounding this blockchain concept, potentially the future of how real estate transactions could be bought and sold around the world. We are an early adopter, my home group here, Aaron Pearson here. We, ha- we, uh, we met these guys at Inman. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, you know, again, we, we like to think of ourselves on the cutting edge of what we're doing here and decided we would, uh, we'd get on board with this. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and Stephen, yeah, it was so awesome to see. I mean, there was a lot of companies at Inman. A lot of them are very similar. You know, photography, a lot of the same. You, you kind of see a lot of the same things there when you right. go and you try to avoid certain booths. Um, but Imbrex, I'm like, oh, blockchain. Oh, put your listings on here. I'm, I'm, I mean, like something different. It, it was it was something different, but also it was something actually innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was uh, absolutely worth exploring. So I'm happy we partnered with you. And Stephen, thanks for uh, joining us today. Guys, I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate you participating in the project. All right, yeah. yeah so, AP. what questions? I mean, no, I, honestly, I think to to hear from Stephen directly, like, tell us a little bit about uh, the technology that you've built to date, and then where you'd like to see it go, how you see it uh, affecting and impacting our industry uh, for the positive. Yeah. Uh, so. Aaron, you and I had similar pain points or have similar pain points. So uh, back around 2012, I had a uh, commercial firm in Princeton, New Jersey. And um, the problem I had was I had all of our data stored in-house, all of our listing information, but I found it incredibly difficult and expensive to syndicate it out to different MLSs and different applications. And... um, so at the time, I uh, created an application that essentially would cast the net out into the web and pull back real estate data and try to organize it in a database that I'd built. And, uh, and that was an education for me and just how disjointed the real estate industry is and in that you have all these networks everywhere and um, none of them communicate with each other. And, uh, you know, I tried to solve that using some traditional technologies and it had failed because none of that infrastructure was in place. It was kind of like, you know, in the 1990s when the internet and digitization came about, uh, the real estate industry, everybody kind of went in their own direction and, and built these massive silos. And um, it, just, it just has brought us to a time today where moving information is incredibly difficult. And so for me, I, uh, I'd come across this, this white paper uh, called Ethereum, uh, and Ethereum was taking Bitcoin's technology, the blockchain, and allowing you to do some unique things, which are called smart contracts. And smart contracts are really um, just if this do that statement. So if this happens, you know, if the buyer uh, gives me a hundred thousand dollars in deposit, then release uh, the title report or release some information. Um, so you can do that in a programmatic way. Um, so 
for me, it was like, okay, these things are, these things are really going to change the way that we transact real estate. But in order to get to that point, we have to start to connect all these disparate systems. And, um, you know, I, I just started tinkering, uh, with, with Ethereum and, um, I wasn't really trying to start a company. I was just trying to fix a problem I had. And, you know, long story short, I met a guy in Asia and, uh, he thought he had, to, he had some similar problems in the UK. And he said, look, I'd like to, I'd like to fund this. So, um, you know, for about a year and a half, we started putting the pieces together and, uh, we're able to release the version 1.0 in July, which is where I met you guys. And, um, version 1.0 is really just taking a, a listing and storing it on the blockchain. Now, during this process, it generates a key and that key is given to, you know, the, the individual user or the organization. And that key essentially gives them ownership of that data. So we're not storing that in our servers. It's not some other, uh, you know, data aggregator that's storing it. It's not Google. It's, it's stored out in this virtual environment. It's not owned by anyone. It's, it's you know, the blockchain is more of a public utility. And, uh, you know, our goal is we're taking the, the real estate standards organization, their, their data standards, we've applied it to our protocol so that, you know, you guys, when we, when we give you your key and we give everybody else their key, can take this and just plug it into any website, to any, any MLS that's RISO compliant, uh, to maybe they've got a website, maybe their agents have websites. So it's this uh, mobility layer to move data from one place to another. Still a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be the honest one here and say it's still a lot to take in, you know, for an agent or an individual who's just never even heard of it before. If you could summarize in maybe four sentences, Stephen. Stephen, Stephen, we are not smart people. <laughs> so we, we, you know, just keep that in mind if you could. <laughs> You guys are very smart, and it's, it's really, it's, I mean, just think of it like this. It, it's, um, so, I mean, uh, so I was an agent, and maybe, I'm sure some of you guys are agents. Uh, you, if you list today, on, and, and it gets aggregated out, you have, you know, yourself on your listing page, and maybe three other agents. So, for the consumer, it's really confusing, because they're going to click on either you or somebody else is on your page. And if it's somebody else, they're going to connect with some kind of a service and uh, eventually connect with you in some roundabout way. And, but that's your data. You went out and you hustled up that listing and, uh, and now some other organization is saying, well, Hey, we'll, we'll give you access to these buyers, but we're going to charge you to do that. And, and so that doesn't make a lot of sense because, you know, you did all the work. And so, so what you can do is, Instead of giving, you know, an organization like that, these, these portals, the ability to store your data and, you know, instead of you having to store it. Oh, uh, you know, this other thing called the blockchain, it's, it's uh, started to scale and it's started to uh, really globalize over the last, you know, seven or eight years. And you can you can store it there in a secure way. And so, if you think if you think about it, yeah, we're 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 working remotely. Not Stephen's not in the studio with us here. 
trying to make sure that we have a good connection here to to make him to to, to reel him back in. But <laughs> Stephen, let's let's try this let's try this again. Start so back back to our start that analogy again. Okay. Uh, All right, Stephen, we're gonna call you back. Are you connected to the Wi-Fi here? No. No, I am not, but we are on air. So one of the reasons <laughs> that I was lucky enough to find him is because I'm an early adapter who understands data. And so although some of that is mumble jumble to a lot of people that he talks about, um, I used to collect data by hand. I would buy it from Maricopa County and I would buy it from Tom Ruff and I would put it in a sloppy old access database and normalize the data because none of that data was available uh, on any computers anywhere. And now that data is all available on centralized computers, but that means that somebody else controls it. Either you've got to get it through Maricopa County on their public website and decipher it, or you have to belong to MLS and go to Monsoon and you have to pay for access to that data. Right. The, the, the blockchain will store data like that decentralized, whether it's involved in a transaction or not. And, and it just made sense to me that as they are able to, if then scenario through a whole transaction, that if we start with the listings, that eventually a platform like this will be able to handle front to back all portions of a real estate transaction. I think that's a common pain point that we have all experienced, Aaron. Aaron, I know you've talked a lot about this. Is that you know as and as we go, as we grow uh, as an organization around the country, there's not a common platform. There's not a one stop shop MLS platform that can be yeah. a solution across various marketplaces. Yeah, I mean, right now we're trying to connect to eight different, uh, well, actually about 20 different MLS providers or uh, MLS yeah, providers yeah. just for eight states. Like right, California's got dozens, MLS, you know, San yeah. Diego's. There's, I mean, so if you're a Phoenix agent, you're listening to this, you're tapping into Armless, right, here in Phoenix, but there's a different one for Tucson. There's a different one for yeah. Prescott. Yep. Now, Flag if you don't have those Sedona. those feeds on your, I mean, you're, uh, you're licensed throughout Arizona. So you're missing out on opportunity up in Prescott. And if you try to connect with them, you, you, there's paperwork, there's a lag and time, it's expensive. like it's expensive. And there, again, you're communicating with three different systems just to cover Arizona. And I'm just using the Tucson, Phoenix and Prescott as an example. Right. And that's a national issue. Right. Right. Yeah. This is, and that's what I'm saying As we grow nationally it, it is literally, I don't know. It just shows you how far behind we are mm -hmm. in, in this area of our industry. And uh, that's why I'm so excited to, I know, agree. Steven, Steven, if you're there, we want to hear about this glass jar analogy and, all right. Yeah, you guys can hear me okay. Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, so uh, what, I, what I was saying is, uh, so if you imagine that listing as a glass jar, um, so today without the blockchain, you take that glass jar and you give it to Google or you give it to Zillow and they put it in their kitchen cabinet and lock it away and hold it for you. But they hold all the control. And so what we do is we help you, we take that glass jar, that listing, and we help you smash it on the concrete ground into a million shards. And then we send these shards out encrypted onto the blockchain. So it's stored around the world. And we give you a key. And only you that has the key can reassemble that glass jar back into the glass jar. So you've got this, you've got this data that's distributed out into this, this, this network that's around the world. It's not just one entity that's holding it. You have the key, and because it's distributed, it's very secure. So imagine, imagine without the blockchain, if I wanted to, if somebody wanted to steal my data, I'll, I'll use another analogy for this. So if I've got a jewelry box, 
and Aaron wants to rob my jewelry box in my house. Aaron. All he has, <laughs> all he has to do is, a fireball, is break into my house and steal my jewelry box, and he's out like a bandit, and he's rich. Um, but but with the blockchain, what I do is I take my jewelry box, and I take out my bracelet and give it to one neighbor, my necklace to another neighbor, and my ring to a third neighbor. And so now Aaron has to not only break into my house, but three of my neighbor's houses. And so it's much more difficult. So the data is very secure. And with that key, it's much more mobile. And so that means you can move it around from system to system. And so really, and where you guys joined us is we started with just the listing data itself. So right now we've just put it through that initial process and we've, uh, and we've stored it in this decentralized environment. The, the second phase of this is to bundle that together so that we can give it to companies like My Home Group. And essentially what that is, is it gives companies like My Home Group and others the ability to spin up their own uh, blockchain-enabled MLS. So it's got the front end, it's got the database, and it's got uh, transaction software. And so the, the transaction, as I alluded to earlier, is really, that's where we started and that's where we're getting back to. Um, but then my home group and any other company will be able to share their data to people with people like Imbrex or, or Zillow or anybody else um, without having to go and seek permission and go through all the other administrative overhead that you have to do today. Interesting. Let's stop there today. That's a lot of information for someone to take in, and we'll continue more with Mr. Stephen King tomorrow and Imbrex, uh, discussing more of blockchain and and how it's changing and going to be very much so involved in the real estate industry. Yeah, I want to hear what's next, right? Yes. What do we What do we expect from the future? Why do agents, like we said, why do agents need to be uh, aware, or educated, absolutely, you know, on this? And uh, where it's all going, Mark. Yes, where it is all going. Yes. Thanks again to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow. See you.